Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for taking a moment to join us as we take a look at the book. Now, we're not only going to look at one book in the Bible, but a number of books as we study about angels and prophecy. That's the five-part audio series on CD that we're going to listen to a portion of, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own copy so you can study about angels. Angels played a key role in the first coming of Jesus Christ, and they will play a key role in his second coming. In fact, the most used word in the book of Revelation is angel or angels. We'll talk more about that in a few moments. But right now, let's take a moment and listen to the second portion of this five-part audio series about angels, angels and the family. In Genesis 1, it's creation. Look at verse 29. After God, and this is the first commandment given in the Word of God. After God had created man and woman, verse 28, God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply. Did I say 29? I mean verse 28. He said, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth. The responsibility that God gives to the Jewish people. Now, he has, he has established then a theocracy. God has, Genesis 1, he's established theocracy, and he is going to designate or delegate responsibility of dominion over his theocracy to one man, Adam. He told Adam to be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. He then said to Adam, at uh, Genesis 1:28, I'm going to give you dominion over the fish in the sea and over the fowls of the air and over everything that's been created. In Genesis chapter 2, you know what he does. He allows Adam to name all the animals. He brings all the animals to him. And as they parade by him, Adam, with dominion over all of creation, has responsibility now of naming the Adam, uh, animals. All of the animals were named originally by Adam. Satan now seeing this. Remember, the fall of Satan takes place between Genesis 1.31 and Genesis 3.1. Sometime during this period of time, how long it is, I'm not positive. I don't know if anybody that does know. But in Genesis chapter 3, we now see Satan starting to instigate his strategy to accomplish his goal. And he's going to negate God's plan. He is going to do away with the strategy of dominion by God being delegated to one man on earth, and he is going to step in and usurp that position, knowing that he has to do that if indeed he's going to be God. So now we go to Genesis chapter 3. Here is plan number one. We're going to see three plans that Satan is going to endeavor to uh, uh, begin or uh, instigate here as we look at the Word of God, with the fact that he wants to now try to infiltrate God's territory, try to take this theocracy, change it. In fact, he is. He's going to change it to a Satanocracy, and he's going to become the ruler of this world. The Bible tells us in many locations he'd be the ruler of the world. One of the most particular interesting is the Matthew chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, where he tempts Jesus Christ. And what is one of the things he tempts him with? He says, I'll give you control of all the kingdoms of this world. <laughs> Who is Satan to tell Jesus 
the Creator, He's going to give him control of all the kingdoms of the world. Well, Satan had the opportunity to do that because he had accepted and taken forth that responsibility when he starts the negate's plan of theocracy. Genesis chapter 1, excuse me, chapter 3, verse 1. And the serpent, we understand the serpent to be Satan, and that is defined in the book of Revelation chapter 12. And the serpent was more subtle than any of the beasts of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden, of every tree of the garden? Well, he had said that, and you're going to see now Satan is going to use deception to try to accomplish his goal and cause the fall of man and take over the dominion of the world. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. I mean, again, he's telling this woman, using deception to tell her a lie, by the way, John 8, 44 says, Satan is the father of all liars, and he is now instituting lying into the existing creation of Adam and Eve, of man and woman. And the serpent said unto the woman, verse 4, Ye shall not surely die. For God, by the way, what did God say actually? Look back in chapter 2, verse 17. When he confronts Adam and Eve, here's what he says, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil... Thou shalt not eat of it. Now, that's a direct statement from God Almighty himself. It's an absolute statement. It says, Thou shalt not eat of this tree of knowledge of good and evil, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. God has said it. Now, Satan comes along using deception, trying to lead astray, trying to infiltrate this theocracy that's set up, try to take over and take charge of this demand who has dominion over the world. He says, you shall not surely die. He didn't say you can eat of every tree of the garden. He's using deception with the woman. Verse 5, for God doth know that, and here's, here's what Satan's reasoning is, for God doth know that in that day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall, look at here, ye shall be as gods. Well, that's an interesting thought. That's exactly where Satan was aimed. He was, his goal was to be as God. Do you know, let me just throw this little side rabbit trail here for a moment. We'll talk about this more on our fourth session. Do you know that there are ministers, supposed ministers of the gospel that teach that today? Coming out of Oklahoma, there's a group of ministers that teach we will become gods. It's out of the pit of hell. It goes back to Genesis chapter 3, where Satan in the garden said, ye will be as gods. You better watch out what you're watching on television, what you're listening to on radio as it relates to so-called Christian radio and television. I didn't say it's wrong to watch Christian television and radio. I'm saying you better watch what you are. Bible in hand, you better understand. Satan says to Adam and Eve, you'll become as gods. 
If you have the knowledge of good and evil, you'll be as gods. That's why he didn't want you to eat of that tree. Look at verse 5. Ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to her eyes, by the way, that's how all deception basically is enters into our system, good for the eyes. We have three approaches where you can communicate with our inner being. That's through five different gates, the eye gate, the ear gate, the, the smell gate, the taste gate, and the touch gate. And if you think about it, that's how Satan was using it. He used the ear gate. He's saying to them, he's now using the eye gate. Look at this. It looks pleasant. It looks beautiful. How are you going to get inside? We've got to guard our eyes. We've got to guard our ears. We've got to guard our hands. We've got to guard. Why did he say, present your body as a living sacrifice? And now Satan is moving in, infiltrating. Verse 7, and the eyes of them both were open when they knew that they were naked after they partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, there was the deception of Satan. Look at the demeaning of Satan. God now comes on the scene. You've read this portion of scripture, this narrative. You know it fairly well, but I'm just reminding you of a couple of things. God comes on the scene. He asked them how they knew that they were naked. And then the wife says, or the husband says, well, the wife made me do it. And the wife says, well, the devil made me do it. <laughs> and the, blaming everybody else. Passing along, and what God says in verse 14, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, says unto Satan, Thou art cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field, upon the belly shalt thou go, and the dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. The demeaning of Satan is that he would no longer walk on his legs, but he would be on his belly in the dust of the earth. You are going to be put down. I'm not going to finish you off at this point in time. I'm going to allow, he didn't say this, but this is what was going to take place. God knew it all. He's omniscient. I will allow probably a 6,000 year period of time before I give you ultimate destruction. But until that time, you're going to be. Every time I say, I'm an amateur herpetologist. I was born and raised in Miami, Florida. Herpetologist means you work with snakes. I used to uh, swim the canals in the Everglades in Miami, Florida, catching snakes. Rattlesnakes and cottonmouth water moccasins. When Judy and I first got married, I had 55 rattlesnakes. I mean, uh, we were in Del Rio, Texas. This lady, we had a, I had him an ammunition box right there in the living room. And uh, I, this census taker came to visit us one time. She sat down in the living room on the couch beside this box, you know, and they were quiet. They didn't do anything. And, and she got finished, went upstairs to interview for the census upstairs. And the lady said, have you been downstairs? I said, yes. Did you count the snakes? Count the snakes. <laughs> said, yeah, rattlesnakes. Rattlesnakes? Said, yeah, they're right there in the living room by the couch. By the couch! <laughs> and she went back and to El Paso, run up the paper, front page of the paper. Uh, census taker counts 55 rattlesnakes in one house, you know. But uh, every, I, I don't know why I chased that rabbit, but uh, I, I just love to mess around with snakes, you know. But I think about it. Every time I see these things... Uh, what God had done, the demeaning of Satan, that they will crawl around on their belly in the dust of the earth. What's his destiny? Chapter 3, verse 15. 
Thanks a lot for taking a moment to take a look at the book with us as we studied the subject of angels and prophecy. You know, Satan is going to use evil angels in the end times to invade this earth. It will be like UFOs coming as aliens out of outer space. Well, that's what the Bible talks about in Revelation chapter 9. In this study of angels and prophecy, we get into that particular study. This five-part audio series on CD, Angels and Prophecy, is available. You can call our toll-free number and order it that way. 877-674-3298. It's a toll-free number from all across America. Again, that number, 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website and order your copy of this five-part audio series on CD, Angels and Prophecy. The address on our website is www.prophecytoday.com. This is Jimmy DeYoung thanking you for joining us for our study of angels and prophecy as we've taken a moment to take a look at the book. And you know everything that was taught in this study today is evidence that Jesus Christ could shout, the archangel could shout, and the trump of God could sound at any moment and call us up to be with him. That's the rapture. Are you ready for the rapture? I indeed pray that you are ready in light of all that's unfolding in our world today. And by the way, the rapture could happen at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...